Welcome to That Guy's Maniac Podcast. My name is Richie, as with me as always, as with me as always. As with me as always. <laughs> uh, it's Farley, aka Cunzy11. Say hello, Farley. Hello. Hey, right, okay. Oh, you've week... deflated yourself now with your bad intro. I have deflated myself a little bit. Okay, you hype, hype really, me up. really <laughs> big energy. Yeah, g- give um, me big energy again. Big energy again. Come on, do it. Okay. Do it. Oh, this is the worst giving me a big energy. Come on. What? <laughs> Say something tree. positive about me for a change. Um, you're good at sometimes getting the name of the podcast right. <laughs> Fine. Right, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Let's do this again. And welcome to That Guy's Maniac, the podcast. My name is Richie, as with me, as with me, as always. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I am. I am as with you as always. Oh, God. I'm as with you as I'm going to (laughs) get. As with me, as always. Right, okay. Let's get past that. But right, okay. I can't be deflated. We've got to keep the energy going. We've got to keep this flowing. This is part two of our N64 episode. The last one was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was was exciting. Good fun. Good times. Um, And we can't bring you good fun and good times, as always, as with me, uh, without a (laughs) sponsor. Farley, tell us about our sponsor. That's right, Richie. You can find us at www.thatguys.co.uk. <laughs> that guy's a maniac on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, we write a blog about video games, and this podcast is about video games. And this week's sponsor is Rishadan Pawn Shop. Um, Rishadan Pawn Shop. Everything comes to the waterfront eventually, on the tide or on credit. Thanks, Rishadan Pawn Shop. You know, you take the piss out of my Scottish accent quite a lot. And just listening to you say pawn shop yeah. actually sounds a lot like you're saying porn shop. Just, well, that... just because of the soft R's of the English accent. Soft R's? There's no R in porn shop. <laughs> okay, say pawn shop and then porn shop. Porn shop. Porn shop. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm just gonna gonna leave that now, one out. There. Now, now you do it in Glasgow. Uh, in Glasgow, uh, it's gonna take a, a little while for me to get there. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, okay, okay, funny, funny. Man. No, go on. Uh, pawn shop and porn yeah. shop. Which one's which? Fuck off. Like, now which one was which one's okay. starting off first one is P-A-W-N yeah. pawn yeah. shop yeah. the second one pawn uh, yeah. fucking <laughs> the second one so porn same P-O-R-N porn <laughs> shop this is a big difference there okay Okay. <laughs> as whiz as with as whiz me as ever. I know. I mean, I have no right to fucking criticise how uh, anybody um, says anything because of my inability to. I, I don't even know what I'm supposed to say then. And with me as always, not as with me as always. All right, okay. And with me as always. There, I got got it. Got there. You know, 
four minutes into the podcast, I can finally do the opening sentence. <laughs> do the fourth word of the podcast. Bodes well. It does um, bode well. Thanks, Richard Ann. Pound. Yeah. Shap. Pound. 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 Shap. Right. Okay, so we are talking N64, but before we go in any further... Uh, well, where are we going? <laughs> we're delving deep into the <laughs> N64, N64 recesses. Okay. <laughs> okay, but before we do, we, we've started up a <laughs> little... Where are we going? Before yeah, yeah, we before put the hats on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> With your little torches on. Yeah, or take our shoes off and go in. You know, we can mm. be like polite mm. Japanese visitors to um, N64 recesses um oh gosh man the, the quality of my metaphors um right i know i like the way they had to kind of explain it all because there was a chance that no one really get what you yeah thought. exactly it's the, the old idiom if you have to explain a joke it wasn't funny um yeah right but that before old, that, that old idiom <laughs> You know, what say? you know what they say, oh, Richie? Can I just say the thing? I don't know, can you? I mean, I've, I've given you free reign and you can't, so... I thought maybe if I neg you on, it will come out. Neg me on? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, what I was going to say was, we've had a little tradition recently about making little announcements. Um, I don't have any this week. I was just wondering oh, sh- if you do. I do. Oh, actually. okay, good, 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 good. What announcements have you got for us? Actually, I'm lying. I do have an announcement. I'm so fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I did wonder why why you wanted to bring up the segment if you didn't have an idea, but um, you do. Here we go. Mid-announcement segment announcement. So, (laughs) do you want to go first? (laughs) No, you go first. (laughs) I'm just going to flagellate myself. Okay, so... um, my announcement is apparently there was shitloads of Resident Evil news this week and I, I missed all of it. Some Resident Evil 4, new Resident Evil 4 footage. Yep. Some Resident Evil v- um stuff. And I, yeah, none of it. And that's your announcement that you missed the that's news. My, <laughs> my announcement is I'm aware there's news. For all those people writing in saying, oh, when are you going to talk about the Resident Evil news? I know it's out there. I've just currently not seen it. Well, I mean, you've already kind of set a precedence for this because, was it last week you were just sort of saying uh, you are aware of Resident Evil Village and you just don't want to play it? Yeah, I will play it, but not not when it comes out, which turns out it's still not out. Yeah, it's uh, soon, I'm sure. Yeah, fucking great news. We are not a news podcast, you know. Like, news, news flash. Bit, 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 bit. We are not a news podcast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. We are not a news podcast. We are not a news podcast, despite the fact that we have a breaking news segment. So that was my announcement. Bit, um, okay. bit um, perfunctory this week. What's your announcement? Um, it's actually I've returned to a previous announcement uh, <laughs> where I was talking about, hey, I've been playing Diablo 3 doing the yes. new season now yes I did it and I'm done with it, it it's <laughs> that's ultimately ultimately okay N64 part 2 <laughs> no like 
it's it's an interesting um, phenomenon because when the Diablo three seasons come out, I'm actually yeah. excited, and there I'm, is. <clears throat> sorry, go on. As I mentioned previously, I am. I don't know. Something just really cheers me up with Diablo three still getting new content. Yeah, I mean, well, they've upgraded the <laughs> followers to now have all. Uh, they can be fully kitted out in items, but the items that they can wear or you want them to wear are quite restrictive. So it wasn't that great a season. Um, but basically, I, I choose a character and I go through from start to finish, and then I get up to the the final level of torment. I unlock all the things I can, and yeah, it's uh, it, it's when you reach that final goal that you get to, you're just kind of like, yeah, I can now, you know, I'm the most powerful I can be, I could continue playing the game and get really sweaty and, you know, try and get all of the greater rifts, but then it's just kind of like, to do what? To, to, to get new of bits of the same thing that do the same thing? I mean, ultimately... You don't want to question it too much. I mean, why are you playing yeah. it again, season after yeah, season yeah. after season? Yeah. But I think it's like that journey from going from scratch, uh, going from zero, and then all the way up to the top tier build that your character can get. Might not be the most optimal items or something like that, but it'll be the top tier build with the right items. Um, yeah, it's and good. I, I presume you change class every time you do it, right? No. <laughs> absolutely not absolutely not okay <laughs> okay <laughs> well, that, well that is slightly pointless but yeah. <laughs> now um <clears throat> the reason i don't uh, change class is because change is bad uh no no uh basically the seasons change um yeah. oh, so... God. well yeah, yeah. <laughs> the seasons change. change. Basically. Wow, news, it's going to turn into a woman mamas and papas song. <laughs> Breaking news. Seasons change. Yep. Nintendo releases Japanese games, and uh, I've not seen a Resident Evil 4 video yet. <laughs> Listen, get, let me get my point across, okay? Please. <laughs> Seasons. seasons change. So the seasons change and the, the children you, of the future. The way you play them changes and different armor sets are given to you. You have to unlock the different armor sets. Mm -hmm. And I quite enjoy playing through as the Crusader. So I just choose the Crusader each time and I approach it. You can go back and you can play as any one of the other characters as you want. A, a, and a less racist character perhaps? Why? Why is the Crusader racist? <clears throat> Carry on. <clears throat> okay, fine. Lesson. I play through, do the thing, and, and cleanse, and... cleanse, yeah. <sighs> cleanse and smite. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, okay. I think I think we're done here. Diablo three. I played it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. No, no, I'm, no. I'm just waiting no, for on. the next season. Go on. So, what? Here's my question. Okay. And um, because you don't change class, uh, but but you say so you definitely hit a, like a, I've done, right? I've not done everything, but I've done. Yeah. I've got all the way through to the end. You you have a, like a, 
end point that's not like a definitive end and done absolutely everything but then so what what is it that keeps you going yeah yeah what is it that keeps you going and doing like it from 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 creating the character on <clears throat> or yeah so yeah. what is it about a new season so new season drops a new season is it, drop. That, is it that there's little bit of new content for you to do as you go through it again? Yeah, yeah, I think are? it's... Well, I mean, there's also a, a touch of nostalgia because you probably haven't played it for three months since you decided you weren't going to play it anymore. <laughs> this is the last yeah. season drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but also, uh, there is... Um, yeah. There's a certain uh, random if that's the right word to use, for how you proceed through the season as well. Because... You can go through it and you can do a bog standard um, crusader build, but perhaps if you're lucky, a nice unique item will drop and it'll just change the way you play it. Because, like, there are there's so many unique legendary items that can drop, uh, but they're so rare at the start. So that when you get a new one, you're just going, oh, this thing makes my shield charge really cool. I never really used it, but I will be more effective if I use it. So I'm going to start using it. And so, so is, it, is it almost like a roguelike, the way you're playing it? Uh, you know, you know, you know how these these roguelikes where uh, there's a hundred different items that you can pick up, and you, you do one run, and you'll get fuck all, and it'll be really tough. Or you do another run, and in the first room you pick up, you know, the ray gun that creates three thousand frogs, and then you know, you're like, oh great! Now I'm doing the three thousand frogs run, and it combos with something else. And, and the way you play the game is completely different. Yeah, I think on... it, I think it is a little bit like a roguelike, <laughs> and even like when you when you do the rifts, it is a little roguelike as well because you you are trying to find something to better yourself. Uh, so you're pushing against the limits that you can get. Um, yeah, I, actually, I never even really thought of it as a roguelike, but yes, it's got every yeah. single element of a roguelike in there. <laughs> It's <laughs> just a very long, yeah, very long uh, in-between runs. How long does it take you to get through the whole game, roughly? Um, I don't know. I don't really time it. It's, it's also one of these games where I will I'll put it on the Switch and I will leave it just running. Um, and I'll, like, walk away, I'll come back, and then the guy will just be still standing in town, you know, uh, and yeah. then I'll come back and I'll hit him. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. There's just like a, there's a few loops that you have to jump through each season. Like you need to get one specific ring, which makes all of the sets need one less item, and that okay, yeah. that that's a game breaking <laughs> moment. That is when suddenly you're going to go from like a reasonable difficulty level to a much much harder difficulty level and be able to survive much better. You know, um. Yeah. So you get you get the you get the full set combo without actually having the full set. Yes. Um, so you end up mixing and matching it with other set items that allow for bigger damage or greater survivability. And because you kind of know all these things, but you haven't done it for two months, it's actually just fun to almost rediscover it and play it through again. Um, um, has there been an end date announced? Because obviously, W. Or is it inbound? Is there a I mean, it's, it's final season coming up? It's Blizzard. You know, Diablo 4 will come out in some time 2025. 
and it'll <laughs> be delayed 15 times before then. <laughs> okay. Um, so still got, and, there's still life, still life in the old girl yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't think Diablo 3 is going anywhere anytime soon. I would like to see more of an overhaul, and I'd love to have seen more expansions, but that's just not going to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess, you know, Diablo 2 is <clears throat> one of the examples of, like, the game that's still going. Oh, um, did I... That's another piece of news I probably did. Did it, did it, did it. We went from having no news to seven pieces of news. Um, I played the uh, technical alpha of um, <clears throat> Diablo 2. What? Break it down. <laughs> what is, what is that? <laughs> you played the technical alpha of a 32-year-old game. The Diablo 2 remastered. Oh, okay. Are you allowed, are you allowed to talk about it? Uh sure i mean <laughs> yeah blizzard, blizzard come knocking at tjm towers i, I mean we like, had uh <laughs> we live in a time no there, there's no way I'm, I'm, yeah no it's fine yeah it was good um <clears throat> and that's it that's the extent of the coverage are you allowed to talk about it yeah, yeah it's good okay yeah. in 64 <laughs> fucking <laughs> blizzard knocking on the door excuse me you said it was good um, you revealed to people the spoilery content that it was good um tell me about it um so what do you <clears throat> what do you know Playing? about diablo 2 um <clears throat> remastered version let's say i'm vaguely remember that we might have talked about it before on the podcast <laughs> okay uh what's cool about it is it is a complete remaster of diablo 2 you what does can, that mean <clears throat> as in um well maybe my what next rem- what remains of diablo 2 the story maybe the best way to explain this is my next sentence okay you can play the entire game as it once was <laughs> As in, you can play through Diablo 2 in exactly yeah. the same way as it was before, including all of the shitty old graphics. Right. Including all of the old skill trees and stuff like that. Okay. But at any point in the game... Worst remaster ever. Any point in the game, you yeah. press G and everything yeah. becomes beautiful. Everything is overlaid with... Oh, uh, like Halo. Like Halo did. Yeah. Kind of uh, the the yeah the Microsoft uh, thing. The, uh, yeah. Halo Three was it Halo Three? No, Halo just Halo remake. Yeah, uh, but that was, that was cool. Is it as cool in Diablo where you just tap a button and it's like boom? It is so cool in Diablo. Yeah, because the the move from the old pixely graphics from nineteen ninety six or whatever um, to overhauled new graphics that are on the screen now and it's it is amazing and you you do you find yourself just switching between the two just to remind yourself <laughs> what the fuck did that enemy look like in old pixels and you're like ah oh, that's things that's where the face is the face uh, is that's... there all oh, right i get it now <laughs> that's you know? seven red pixel man all oh, right okay exactly that sort of thing and um and of course, all of the weapons and, and the characters themselves—they just look so so beautiful. Um, but it plays in exactly the same way as Diablo Two, which okay. is which is quite good. Now they did send out a survey, sort of asking you questions like, um, "Would you be open to changes? What changes would you want? 
Oh, uh, yeah. Who changes that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think Blizzard have learned learned a lesson from the World of Warcraft classic as well, and that like everybody was in the outcry. Oh, no changes, no changes, no changes, and then. They gave us no changes, and then everyone's like, "Oh, maybe, maybe some changes, <laughs> some changes, <laughs> please, some changes, please." This this game was awful. Please give us some changes. Exactly, um, but yeah, uh, so I played that, and fucking hell, uh, that this is. 20 minutes of announcements now. Actually, no, the first five minutes was me unable to say the first sentence opening of the podcast. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm so glad that I've clarified my ability to speak sentences. It's clarified very, very my ability. Right. very clear to everybody. Yes. Okay. So, less flapping, less, less news... Let's talking about Blizzard. I even managed to throw a World of Warcraft in there again. I know. I know. So let's uh, let's swing back to N64. So last time. N64. <laughs> so last time we chatted Mario 64. We chatted some Pilot Wings. Love Pilot Wings, man. Yeah. <laughs> Except you haven't played Pilot Wings sixty four. Um, <laughs> between us, we have pl- we played Pilot Wings. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what else did we chat? We chatted uh, Pokemon Snap as well. Pokemon Snap and Stadium a bit. A bit. Not really. Uh, well, we mentioned it. Well, let's we talk about Stadium then. We mentioned it. We mentioned it. Is that enough? Do we want to talk more about <clears> Stadium? <throat> Um, let's talk about Pokemon Saves. It came out at a magical time uh, <laughs> when uh, um, the first movie was coming out at the cinema. Uh, the anime was kind of on, you know, 25 years after it had come out in Japan and America <laughs> when it hit the UK. Um, and going back to it now, it's kind of not very good. <laughs> so, well, the, the main game isn't very good, and it's something that Pokemon struggled with. Um, with um, Pokemon Coliseum, kind of, and then what was the silly one on the Wii that now sells for silly money? Oh God, Battle Stadium, something like that. I'm um, so yeah, the core the core premise of the game wasn't very good you, because if you didn't have a Pokemon cartridge, you could kind of rent Pokemon, but you couldn't really change their moves. You were kind of stuck with these move sets, and it was very difficult. Um, and yeah, if you didn't have a Pokemon cart. Just wasn't very good. It was kind of cool to see your Pokemon in 3D. Um, one of the endearing, most endearing things about it was that they had an announcer. Um, I don't know if you remember for the battles. Um, no. He had some lines that that stuck in my mind. So if you kept swapping Pokemon, he'd say it's a revolving door of Pokemon. Oh God, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. And various other various other lines. That was kind of cool. We've not seen that. We've not seen that since. Having like a live commentator, which really helps make it feel like. Uh, you know, spectated matches. Um, but by far the best thing about uh, Pokemon Stadium was the mini games um, and the fact that if you popped in your cartridge of yellow or red or gold and silver, if you're playing Pokemon Stadium 2, and you had certain kinds of Pokemon, they would appear in the mini games. Yep. Um, yeah, brilliant. Uh, 
And the other, well, I'll talk about the mini games in a bit. But the other thing I've just this second thought about is they also played very hard and very loose with the the colours of Pokemon. So depending on the nickname, you'd have different colours before. Um, you know the idea of shinies and forms. Um, so you'd have weird coloured Pokemon that we've never seen since. Um, slightly off tinted uh, colours. But yeah, the mini games um, were by far the best. And I think we spent hours because with the N64, you just you know plugged four controllers in the front um, uh, and got going. And so the mini games that I remember particularly well is the one where you have to cut there's a falling block and you have to cut it at exactly yes. the right point with scyther or pincer yeah and um, then there was Clefairy, the clefairy was, one was there not a thing i think that was like you could you would only ever have scyther unless you had a scissor and you could use a scissor from your cartridge uh, yes that must have been pokemon stadium 2 yeah so there were some pokemon you would play as default but then if you had them on your game, they would appear. I remember there's one, wasn't a very good mini game, unfortunately, but it's one where you're kind of rolling down a, a herd, of course. I don't know if you remember these, those little plastic games you'd get. Um, so, they, you know, they weren't, kind, weren't like LCD games. They were physical games. And there was a whole range of them where you'd rotate a track. And so, um, you know, it'd have like a conveyor belt on it, which would have whatever, a horse track. And you'd rotate that, and that would rotate around. That's so like a, you know, a physical game, probably Tomy related. So there was one that was sort of like that, where it was a bunch of Pokemon running down a course, and you had to jump and boost at the right time. Um, and you could play as Omanyte. If you had an Omanyte, it would roll along uh, instead of the Rattata. I think the Rattata run, Rattata, something like that. Um, the other good games were... Uh, there's like a memory game with Clefairy. Yep. It's like a... Sexy teacher Clefairy with glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> that okay, that's not what I remember. Fairy, fairy, fairy. Um, then there's the Licky Tongue Sushi Eating Game, which is phenomenal. Yeah. I don't use that. These days I use that word. You like don't it. use that word enough. <laughs> and there's probably a Magic Up Jumping Game, I think, uh, where you had to jump as many times as possible and hit a buzzer. Um. Oh yeah, like a, almost like a precursor to Magikarp Splash. Yeah, probably yeah. probably was also called Magikarp Splash. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, and those were great, good party games. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean that yeah. that was the wonders. Like the Pokemon Stadium itself was fine, but the actual party games were the heart and soul of Pokemon Stadium. I think I remember. Um, and I know it's a weird thing to be disappointed with, but they obviously when you play the Game Boy games, you were aware that you were playing a turn-based game and your expectations weren't particularly high. But I think one of the saddening moments was the first time I played Pokemon Stadium and you're like, right, I'm so hyped, this is going to be so cool. And you do a move... And you think, right, how's this going to play out? How is, you know, Clefairy going to double slap uh, Charizard? And then it just... <laughs> you like just see... Some niche, niche BDSM fanfiction. Yeah, How well, is <laughs> Clefairy going to double slap Charizard? 
Well, that's the thing, that's the thing. Like, uh, basically, the camera shows Clefairy doing an action, you know, double slapping, and yeah. then it cuts to, you know, Charizard, and then he's getting hit twice. Uh, uh. And then you yeah. think, oh, you just sadly realise this this is the turn-based and you're not actually going to see them yeah. actually yeah. fighting despite and, the massive jump from Game Boy to big 3D cartridge, yeah. you know? And, yeah, Ekans would do rat and turn into a giant cartoony spring and then you cut to Charizard who would flinch backwards twice. Yeah. Yeah. And this... And there began <laughs> the complaints about Pokemon animations, which we still have in Sword and Shield. Um, uh, I was running, I think I, I think I might have tweeted the photo on that guy's account because um, I was in some battle against a Cinderace or a Cinderarchie or however you want to call it. And it did one move, which was like its signature move, I can't remember what it is, where it kicks a football. It's quite a cool animation where it, you know, chips up a stone, kicks it with the other leg, and then spins around and kicks it as it, and it becomes a flaming ball. Yeah. And then its next attack was something like slap or double kick, where, you know, it did just jump up, and then it hit, jumps to your character, flinching back. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. You know, I, I understand, I understand that the combination of 898 Pokemon um, and all the animations and the various ways you can have them have moves and making that look seamlessly when it hits 898 other Pokemon is difficult. I appreciate that. But yeah, we're still we're still not quite there. But on that note, a very good thing about Pokemon Stadium 2, which um, I enjoyed, was there was this thing called, um, I think it was like a battle battle quiz or battle school. Um, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And it taught you how to play the game in a way, in a way that some of the lessons still stuck, stick with me. So it would teach you, you know, how to uh, do different combos. You know, um, it would teach you how to um, belly drum. You know, take a hit, belly drum, take a hit, but then you're doing huge damage afterwards. Uh, and then there'd be a quiz afterwards that you had to get right in order to pass the class. And that was great. That was really, really good. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it, I, you know, it was from that that I learned, because of course this is in the early days of the internet and before you could just you know jump onto whatever Pokemon community thing and <clears throat> get shouted at because you are playing suboptimally. Um, yeah, so pick, pick, <laughs> God forbid anybody plays suboptimally and enjoys the game. <laughs> yeah, I know. What have you? What, what moves have you got on your? I, I think. I think it's much worse in Go, but there's a little bit of it in the main in the main series. Um, and then the option to just play uh, play your Game Boy game on the big screen, which I like. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, there I we mean, go. That, yeah, I, I think from my perspective, the best parts were the many games. I I, I can remember little bits of the school, but you you obviously. <laughs> It holds a bigger place in your heart. Again, I think Pokemon Stadium is a game that I never owned, but just borrowed from other people. Oh my god, I forgot the best, 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 best game. Oh, okay. <laughs> is when you you have to count the Pokemon that are running past the screen. I do remember that. 
yeah. So you, <laughs> you play as a bunch of, I think, Iggly, Iggly buffs or Cleffers, and then you have a bunch of Pokemon running from right to left, but, you know, some of them are slow, and then some of them are rolling really fast, some of them run really quickly, and they all run at the same time, and you have to, um, whoever has nearest the accurate account, uh, counting them wins. That was really good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Did a little revisit to Pokemon Stadium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, imagine it's been emulated very well, right? Um, I have no idea. Because my I tried my N64 the other day. It does not work. It will, it will play for um, two minutes and then cuts out. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. Oh. That's, that's that's like the saddest thing I've heard for a while. I know, yes, yeah, it's, it's probably some internal element that could probably be easily replaced. But um, what did I fancy? I think it was Pokemon Stadium actually. <laughs> <laughs> Going in for a bit of Pokemon Stadium, um, you know, finally get that Kabuto that I never got originally. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Good well. Times. It's, yeah, we, we we can't just let Pokemon Stadium talking about it just sort of die a slow death. Of, yeah, okay. There were so many good memories um, of playing Pokemon Stadium. The full fact that alone you could see your uh, Pokemon on the screen, and if you had a shiny, it was a shiny. Is yeah. that right? Um, I think so. I think they were shinies in second generation, right? Yeah, I feel. I feel like. Um, oh god, that big sweeping statement. I meant to just kind of finish this off, and I can't even remember if it's true <laughs> or not. Bloody hell! Okay, great. Yeah, uh, Pokemon Stadium, fantastic, wonderful game, great addition to the N sixty four family. What do we have next, yeah. Farley? I'm Pokemon, Pokemon Stadium too. Next one. Goldeneye, and I, I feel like yeah. you can't really ever say anything new about Goldeneye. So let's just roll through all the platitudes. Yeah, you know, just just all the cliches, just just back to back. So you know, uh, you can't believe your annoying friend who would play as odd job. Yeah, that was definitely that annoying friend. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I think I can't even remember who I used to. I used to. I think there was a, a particular guard. I like to play as, and yes. that was it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I played as. Uh, it's like you have Natalia. the choice of playing like Roger Moore, Oddjob, Jaws, all of these characters, yeah. and I think there was just a guard that you know, I like to play as. Arctic guard number three. Yeah, <laughs> that's like literally his name, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, it was great at, um, at the time, and very. I mean, these are all cliches. Very hard to go back to because obviously the Dual Shock won the won the war of being the dominant control mechanism for first person shooters. Yep. But but at the time the precision you could have with the little you know, the little stick and using Z to bring up your crosshair. Um yeah. it was kinda of cool. Uh, the challenges and the different difficulties, um, and the way that the levels kinda of feels innovative still. You know, the fact that if you're doing it on um, whatever the difficulties were, double agent and and spy and, and whatever, and the the level parameters would change 
you had more tasks to do. Um, and then the, you know, doing them really quickly to unlock the, the super cheat. Um, just gave us so much longevity beyond multiplayer. So I think in, in our house, we probably played it as much multiplayer, and we played it a lot multiplayer, as we did, you know, just just playing the dam over and over and over and over again to yeah, you know, yeah. skid around the corner, throw the mine without looking at the guys that he blows up, and then the, he drops the key card and he throws the key card halfway across the level, which means you can just hit it on a sprint and then you don't have to wait for the truck. Um, yeah, to, I mean, to, it's almost cheap. like an early roguelike because you need to know absolutely <laughs> everything. It's, it's everything roguelike this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's so true. It's like The whole wonder of Goldeneye was they actually had the same patterns. And as long as you did everything flawlessly and you kept going, you would know where what guy would be at that time. Which made you yeah. feel like you were some kind of special agent. Which is you know, all that game needed to do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it was great. And just like the locations and how well they replicated them. Admittedly, like oh, the models, let's talk about the models briefly. Polygony <laughs> men with, you know, a flat face. This, yes. This is what, what was I talking about? Was, was it Shadow Man the other day there? Oh, it's just God. like, it's just... Where, where it's just a polygony face and the only thing that moves is perhaps some pixels that move yeah. around the mouth and you're just like yeah. oh but yeah but they would but it yeah. was it was um uh one of the early games something console where depending where you shot them they react differently so if you, you know you shot them in the hand shot them in the gun shot them in the foot um you know they'd hop along or drop their gun or, and obviously you had headshots um which did, you know, make each time you played it slightly different. Yeah. No? Not convinced? Well, I suppose, yeah, it did. A, a little bit. <laughs> Before that, everything was like Doom level, you know. Blood splurts come out because you're vaguely facing the direction of them. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, a, a headshot counted. For more, although you had your quakes and you had your 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 tournaments as well, I, I no, I, I don't think it's um. But I, they didn't have hitting different body parts. Yeah, they did. Oh, quake, quake definitely had the, the the headshot facility in there. Headshot definitely, but not not body shots. I suppose yeah, shooting a guy in the hand. Yeah, you know they any. Yeah, I suppose drop his gun or shoot him in the foot and he'd kind of hop backwards for a bit. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. Hello? Hello? <laughs> How's it going? Fine. <laughs> I just... Are you in the pocket of Big Headshot to deny... <laughs> God, deny its innovation? <laughs> I feel like I'm... Uh... I, I, I'm agreeing with you, but yeah. um, I don't agree that it was like one of the first to do that. I feel like there was quite a few, especially on the PC on, at then. that time. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, I, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm, I'm sorry. But um, maybe even the PlayStation? 
I mean, we had the PlayStation DualShock was coming around at the same time as the controller. Of oh, the controller. What's the thing we're talking about? The N64, Richie. The N64. <laughs> <laughs> the controller. <laughs> Fucking hell. Say the words, Richie. Um, but yeah, I feel like that came around at the same time. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it was innovative in that you could have a lot of fun shooting a gun out of someone's hand. And yeah, yeah. that messes around with all sorts of things. Yeah. You know. Um, and the multiplayer suite. Yeah. With all the different funny modes, but also I, being able yeah. to play yeah. the story level. Um, you know, play multiplayer on the story levels. Um, and so there are a handful of levels which you used to play over and over again just because it, uh, it, you just have these shifting firefights that, you know, for 10 minutes we'd be up in the, you know, in the, in the toilets of the facility. <laughs> this just stupid... Shooting at the door, trying to shoot through the door, somebody kind of jumping up and trying to get in the thing. And then it would move down into, you know, one of the other spaces and then there'd be like a... It was... It was just fun multiplayer levels. Yeah. And the amount of time you could spend on multiplayer as well. Now, I don't know if I ever told you the story about how I broke my rumble pack. (laughs) No, I don't think you did. (laughs) Okay. So I... You remember all of the accessories um, that you used to get on um, the N64, and you get the third-party versions of them. Yeah. I used to have a they would, get, they would get super warm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> disconcertingly warm. <laughs> well, I had uh, one of these um, Rumble Pack and memory cards uh, all in one thing. Yes. Yeah. So it was this big, heavy fucking weight <laughs> that was plugged into the back of the the controller. But, you know, it, it was a memory card and a rumble pack. I thought, oh, done deal. Why would I want two or or neither? Since you're going to probably be playing a game which needs a rumble pack, you know, and yeah. a memory card. Um, so, yeah, I, was, I, I had that. And um, it was playing... And this was like very very um sort of like the end of school you know it was like six year sort of thing and we we're staying up till four in the morning on a friday night and we we're playing goldeneye and i think we were playing man with a golden gun <laughs> and yeah. um one guy who had never played it was just decimating me it was like every time like i i had nowhere to go like there was nothing i could do the only thing <laughs> i could do to try and win was to try and just like try and get the gun from him but in order to do is that it, I just he, had to go up the same set of <laughs> stairs and by the time was... and I, you'd, you'd be able to see your own dead body if you were quick enough like if you, if you were getting killed quick enough you <laughs> yeah, yeah. see your fading dead body from the last round <laughs> but yeah um, basically it was like I had to go up some stairs and I would just get shot over and over and over and over. There was no fun and he was just like laughing, just like <laughs> Why are you even coming for me? It's like, well otherwise there is no game. Why are you stuck up there? You know? <laughs> so it was just kinda like, right, okay. I and it just 
kept on happening, kept on happening, and the rage was building and building and building and building until eventually I got held the controller like a hammer. I just smashed my rumble pack against the ground with the memory card in it, you know, handy. Um, and to, to the delightment and laughter of everyone else in the room, He's like, you funny, you know, just fucking breaking your stuff because you're angry. It doesn't help the situation in any way. But, yeah, very, very, very richy moment there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Property destruction. Yeah. Incidentally, the memory card still worked. It's just the, the rumble pack stopped working. Which just meant I had a very heavy memory card. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, don't know. Very good. <laughs> yes. They've been quite a few good James Bond games. Well, yeah, yeah. Like what? Go on. Um, there was the. Do you know, actually, we we probably played it together. Uh, there's a PlayStation Two one. They're they're having a lot, so I I kind of lost track. And there were some that were based on films, and there were some which were kind of. Was there not a sequel to Goldeneye? Mm, there was a remake, wasn't there? Oh, there was going to be a remake, and it wasn't very good. Well, there, there was um, a remake, and there it's like uh, you can play it now uh, by getting a 360 emulator and playing the 360 version of it. Okay, there we go. Um, but there's one where <laughs> in the game you have a uh, you have like a grapple hook, you know, like a grapple line on your belt. Um, and as you're playing through the story mode, you can only throw it up to, you know, great grapple grates, right? So there's certain parts in the story where you need the grapple gate. You can't just use it willy-nilly. But when you played multiplayer, you could use it willy-nilly. And if you got it, so I, you must remember this, because I remember playing this for hours, but maybe you weren't there. Um, if you got really good at it, you could kind of spider-man swing around the levels and it would just brought a whole different dimension to this this multiplayer james <laughs> bond game because you'd just be yeah you'd just be swinging from wall to wall um uh shooting each other with this amazing grapple hook <laughs> oh so the new metas emerge yeah exactly it was, it was great <laughs> and then the next one that came out we bought it Anticipating that it would be the same, but then um, they they locked the grapple in the multiplayer mood, mode to the grates, and it was oh, right. nowhere near as fun. Oh yeah, you're not allowed to have fun with this anymore, guys. Be yeah, sensible. No, that, Just shoot each other in much. the face instead. <laughs> uh, James Bond wouldn't Spider-Man swing around actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ian Fleming's estate got in touch saying um, that's not an accurate depiction of James Bond. Um, yeah, swinging from wall to wall <laughs> and around corners. Marvel got in touch saying, um, you can't use our Spider-Man license for this. <laughs> There's yeah. striking similarity to a well-known wall climber. Sorry, you were going to say... What was I going to say? Something about Goldeneye, I imagine. Um, Sean Bean was in it. Do you know what? I think Goldeneye is one of my favourites. <laughs> <laughs> Just dismiss me immediately. Goldeneye's one of your favourite what? The James Bond films. Um, 
I mean, I like the Pierce Brosnan, uh, James Bond era. Um, and I, I, it's probably only because I grew up with them. Um, they seem to keep an element of campy kitschness that was but quite exaggerated in the, in the previous ones, like Moonraker and things like that. Um, and I enjoyed that, but then I don't like the Daniel Craig ones because it's not Daniel, it's not James Bond anymore. It just kind of feels like um, Keith Sutherland's 24, but a film. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think, I think losing that campiness uh, actually loses a lot of what that film is. And I know there's probably a million people who are like, no, come on, Skyfall's the best film ever. It's, you know, it's proper espionage. And like, no, it's not. And it's a film, it's entertainment. <laughs> you know, and I think James Bond, people just, like, he is hot, a camp hot, character. He has takes. to be. James Bond hot takes incoming. You know, he is not a... Like... He's a womanizing alcoholic who somehow is a, a spy at the same time. It, he is not a, a, an idol or whatever. He is, you know, a fun escapism. And I think trying to ground escapism in the reality, um, which is what you see in, like, Quantum of Solace and all that sort of stuff, just... It, it, it detracts away from it and turns it into, I don't know, another generic action film like The Born Identity or some whatever film that I can't make a generic one of. <laughs> but but you, do you get where so, I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah, no, I do. And it was, because um, it was quite, you know, it was quite cool when, um, uh, in watch, whichever James Bond went in. <laughs> the worst James Bond chat because none of us can remember enough details about James <laughs> <No>. Bond. <laughs> it's not even, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things like James Bond, talking about James Bond on podcasts is is low, low hanging fruit. But <laughs> talking badly about James Bond is like fermenting mush on the forest floor <laughs> of podcasting. But when, but when, when um, you know, M... Calls him out for being a, a misogynist, you know, dinosaur relict. Of course, because he's not all Wi-Fi and connected, he can. He ends up saving the day. Um, it was, it was, um, you know, quite funny, but also like a good turning point. Um, but then, yeah, just, just gritty. My, my memory of all the uh, Daniel Craig ones is just of him limping, bleeding out, cuts all over his face. And it's been sad times. Yeah. It's like, no, you sad want to be times. driving a yeah. driving a tuck tuck on over the roof of a market and then Or driving a car that becomes a boat <laughs> or then becomes a submarine, you know, or like go into the fucking moon or you know, just <laughs> any of that. Not you know, not him being sad bloody mess dragging himself across <laughs> snowy Scotland. <laughs> Oh, look at the cinematography. It's great. It's fantastic. Now, like, get a pen that turns into a hand glider. You know? Yeah, put, a, put a man's face in a plane engine. Oh, lovely. And then say, 
<laughs> Some like it hot, or I don't know. <laughs> Some James Bond line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying my best. But yeah, I quite like Goldeneye. You know, it had the clicking pen, it had I'm Invincible, it had a great song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tina Turner. That was yeah. a good one. Yeah. And it, it and was also, also the return of James Bond. And it, it was, was a blockbuster, re- you know? Yeah. And I think, as you mentioned earlier, you know, you, it's the James Bond you grow up with, you know, the ones that were coming out in the cinema. So, so that probably dictates what people's favourite James Bonds are. But I think playing Goldeneye has also cemented that because you were just so familiar with, you know, familiar with it. Even though, you know, the library, which you end up playing a whole level through with tanks in the game is... 90 seconds of the film <laughs> yeah f that you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but like recreating those uh scenes as well and like having that iconic jump off um the edge and then actually doing that in the n64 game yeah was, was cool you know yeah. that that was story driven gaming and like yeah, of course, like, when you watch the film, it is, what, you know, two hours of film, if that. And then when you play the game, you can spend two hours on the first, you know, <laughs> bit of a level. So, yeah, you can forgive it for extending a lot of those things. Out. And, and, yeah, it is cool. And there is extra things that it delved into as well. Like, um, oh, my God. I just remembered something else, but it's a completely different game. Um, but it was quite cool to—it <laughs> was quite cool to see the game from a different perspective and see some of the story unfolding as well. You got a little bit more about Sean Bean's character from the game as well. You know, yeah, that—that that was fun. And the other game I was talking about was: Do you remember Enter the Matrix, where you got the extra bits of? Um... <laughs> oh God! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the extra scenes with, with some of the. Z-list characters. What? Not, not Z-list. They they had uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and um, what's her face, the Italian woman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's> exactly. <laughs> it's, oh my god! Damn it! I even uh, whatever. Her. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Prove my own point. Prove your point as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right, I think let's not dwell on Goldeneye any further. Mm-hmm. Um, how many Pierce Brosnans would you give it out of Alan Cummings? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Review of Goldeneye. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd give it... Oh, what was the name of his gun? PPK, isn't it? Yeah. Walter PPK, okay. yeah. I give it a APCG. I give it a PPJ out of PPK. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is a good system. <laughs> I like it. How many, what PPs would you give it out of a PPK? Uh, I like PP. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think, no, I, I think I am with you. PPJ out of PPK. <laughs> good. I'm glad we don't have to explain the system, but we both get the system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. it, it's a it's a pretty good game, um, and full full of memories as well. Um, right, okay. Yeah. 
So, we have talked uh, Pokemon Stadium. We've talked yes. Goldeneye. Yes. What? I'm just saying yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what other N64 games have we not touched upon? How about well, Mario Kart 64? Yeah, I see. I never played it. Is that Double Dash? No, Double Dash was on the GameCube. GameCube. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, so I didn't really play the N64 one. As, half as much as I did the SNES one. And then also missed Double Dash. And then jumped back on with the Wii. Right. And so <clears throat> in the Wii and the 3DS ones, when you play... Uh, I mean, in fact, Mario Kart 8. When you play the N64 levels, I still have this like tiny little twinge in the pit of my stomach. Oh no, not an N64 level. I don't know this. <laughs> I have the same because there's, <laughs> there's so many DS levels uh, yeah. as well. Yeah. And you're just like, I didn't play the DS version. Oh no, I just don't know this. Whereas, you know, when you're playing when you're playing the SNES levels, you're like, oh yeah, yeah I know where the shortcut, you know, it's ingrained in you where yeah. the shortcut is and blah, blah, blah. And it's the same with the... Um, Can you still anyway. do the, the the mushroom jump in, in Ghost Valley One in the the Wii version? Uh, in the Switch version. Switch version, yeah. You can, yeah, you can. If you've got a mushroom, you can. I think they've got a ramp there now. Ah, oh, right, okay. Fair so you can cut out half a level. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the in the donut plains, there's that shortcut uh, where there's a gap in the blocks. Yeah, you just go straight through. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, when it comes to the N64, like Toads, um, Toad Stadium, with all of no, the traffic, the, the one with all the traffic, yeah, yeah, Toads Turnpike. Oh no, I don't know the N64 no more. <laughs> so yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm the opposite, and the N64 version was so cool. Um, the battle mode was great fun. The four-player Grand Prix was great fun as well, and there was. A weird glitch in in all cartridges, um, where depending oh, on the oh number. God. Did you get it from Germany? No, 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 no. It was all cartridges. Got it from Germany. Special cartridge. It's all versions of the game that when you played it with a Luigi was naked. Number of characters, uh, sorry, players, it would sometimes change the speed of the game. <laughs> it was a lot of fun because like uh, Donkey Kong uh, Jungle um, if you played it with uh, I think it was with four players it was just it was so fast but everything was fast <laughs> as in the the starting lights would be you know it'd be normally you'd get deep dee 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 dee. deep deep it was a deep 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 and you're like, shit! And then you would hear the music faster. You would be going physically faster. And you're like, this is so cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I remember stuff like that. And I don't know. I, I spent a lot of time playing alone as well. And like perfecting the... Uh, what's it called? Because there were so many shortcuts. But they were glitchy, cheaty shortcuts that you could do. Yeah. Um. So like in Wario Stadium... There was one where, like, if you just get to the very, very top of a hill and then just jump across, you basically uh, skip half the level. And it's super cheeky. You know, um, you do need to perfect it. Uh, it's one of those ones where, like, like, if you manage to do it, people don't tell you off for being a cheat. They're just kind of like, wow, 
well done you <laughs> fucking did it as yeah. well you know um and there was uh another one. of course rainbow road everyone knows that one like as you're coming down you get that first big jump but you actually head up off into the air but instead of uh like um staying on the track you can just turn just to the right angle and then you'll land halfway you know through the rest of the track and you yeah. can continue on um and there was another one there was a snowball one as well which was definitely a really really cheap one where <laughs> you just turn round full one 180 uh you go across a bridge and then you just sort of hop jump off the bridge and then it puts you back onto the bridge uh, but you've actually completed the lap so you just continue <laughs> around and do the next level you just it's, it's so cheaty um but yeah that that thing that's probably the glitchiest of the glitchy ones you know hop yourself off the bridge so that you can get respawned and then just drive across and complete the lap yeah um but yeah no like i i really really liked um uh, mario kart 64 i think it's the one that i spent the most amount of time on um but it's also again another one of those weird ones and i'm not being fucking billy big balls here but it was like you would get gold on all of the courses Mm -hmm. but because i I didn't really care about time trials or anything like that i would you could just reset the data yeah and then just go through it and gold it all again because it was fun going through and playing that you know um it's probably the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. Really? Why? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Just resetting the data and playing it all again. Yeah, because like... Um, yeah, I mean, it was annoying because you had to do 50cc and then 150 Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it could be... Well, you know, when I'm playing the Switch on online... Um, and for whatever reason, either you're, you know, either you're playing with friends or when you hop online for the first time. And if you've been used to 150cc or even 200cc these days, and then you have to go back to 50cc, it can be really hard. It can be really challenging. Oh, God. Knock my microphone over. Now, oh, God, this is, you know, go, just fucking go. And you get used to making, you know, drifting at a certain speed and, and where you have to jump and, um, yeah can be tricky <laughs> yep uh yeah and i think well I, I if you've not played mario kart 64 and i've <laughs> said my spiel on mario kart 64 <laughs> yeah. i think i think we're at an impasse here you know let's yeah. uh, let's move on what other n64 gems um do you have in your bag i don't know why it's a bag my bag so we've gone into the n64 cave what do i have in my, in my n64 bag inside the cave yep <laughs> um turok was probably the game i put the most amount of time in after after the ones that we played turok and turok 2 seeds of evil i remember turok but i only ever played the um well, that's a lie. But um, I mostly only played the um, the four player co op again, and yeah. 
the main thing that I remember is there was quite cookie weapons, uh, and ultimately the one that you didn't want anybody to get, which was the uh, insta kill headshot golden gun, basically, um, which was called the cerebral bore. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's violently all... drill through you and kill you. Yeah, that drilled into your head, obviously cerebral. Yeah. Which is lovely. Um, and yeah, so it was just basically a homing gun that you just had to sort of aim at the person, sort of, you know, vaguely in their direction, and you won the game. Um, but there was a lot of other things that were good and fun in that one. I think you had like a, was it a circular disc saw that you, <laughs> you had to uh, yeah. run up? Yeah. Yeah, they had, they, had some, they had some really cool weapons. It was very. Turok. Turok along with. Twisted Metal uh, remind me of that, like, just kind of rock. You know, everything was a bit dirty and rough around the edges and a bit grimy. And so Turok was very much that, (laughs) particularly when you compare it to things like Goldeneye, um, you know, first-person shooters. Um, It was was rough around the edges. Um, It looked like absolute shit. <laughs> just a foggy mess, and and I think on tour one, maybe tour two, um, you would genuinely get lost in areas just because it was so foggy, um, and you couldn't see, see very far ahead of you. So you got to stick to the edge of the level and edge your way round just so you could remember where you were. Um, anyway, yeah, it was very um, uh, kind of arcadey and fast and loose, and a bit kind of you know, a bit kind of Mortal Kombat grimy with the. Um, the ridiculous weapons. Yeah. Um, but it but was the, fun. But the other thing um, was the enemy design in Turok. I was never. I, I like. I played some of the um, the campaign, and the enemies. Like you, you play Turok, and you think, right, I'm going to kill some dinosaurs. But instead, you end up killing people that look like they're wearing a green dinosaur outfit. They look like Goombas from the the Mario film. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. But also, yeah, like just the fact that they are, you know, these green lizard people. I, I think was a little bit rubbish. I mean, I know there's probably a Turok universe, and somebody has the compendium guide back at Turok Studios with all of the universe and stuff like that. <laughs> Was there yeah, there was time traveling shit going on as well. There was there was comics. Yeah, I think it's one of those series with that has attempted some kind of canon. Because I remember um, uh, there was a they released two or two almost came out for absolutely every device I seem to remember, <laughs> um, including Game Boy, and it's now out on Switch. Oh, I'm really tempted to buy it. I don't know why. Um, just to play through it again, I think. Uh, and just, <laughs> just, uh, just, it sort of reminded me a little bit of Quake and Doom, except the level design was nowhere near as good, right? You no. were always walking down a corridor. I remember with... getting very lost. Yeah, well. that's, I remember as well, because you had, because it was a bit foggy, um, and everything was a bit nondescript, particularly in the early levels, because you're just walking between big cliffs all the time. And there's, 
It was a bit platforming as well, but not great platforming. No, like um, there would be platforming where you think, I just can't get up onto that ledge. <laughs> there must be another way. And then you do a million other things, and then you would just find out, oh, I can jump on that ledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, oh. yeah, I just have to, yeah, I just have to. Just have to do the know, run up first and, and just jump at the very, very jump, last yeah. minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, but miss it, and you fall down and probably splat into seven chunks of body parts. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, which is what the enemies did. See, so yeah, it felt it felt very rough and dirty, but what it was, it was it was um, kind of fun. And the best, well, one of my favourite memories of it is the um, playing with the bow and arrow, which was kind of a novelty because everything else is guns. Uh, you've got this bow and arrow. But yeah, yeah. No, I like that. I, I like that idea as well. I, I, that's I, that's another thing that I feel like we should talk about as well is bows and arrows in games. I always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me I, too. I'm definitely drawn <laughs> to bow and arrows uh, in games. Yeah, um, particularly like explosive arrows. Fantastic, love it. Yeah. So you fire, you know, fire hits them and then blows up. Um, yeah, bows and arrows in games. God. But drawn to them, drawn to them. But you gotta get the pun because you draw a bow. Uh, you know the idiom. Uh, if you have to explain the joke, it wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> well-known idiom. <laughs> you know, you know what they say. If you have to explain a joke, it's very, it wasn't very funny. Um, you're saying that like yeah, isn't an idiom? Like that is a well-known thing. Is it? Yes. Well-known by by <laughs> by by normal people. <laughs> I'm looking at oh, in the in a, uh, sorry, I was looking at um a dictionary, but you're talking about the University of Life. Yeah, yeah, University Life, School of Hard Knocks, on the streets. <laughs> on City Street. There's an idiom from City Street. You wouldn't know You wouldn't know about it. <laughs> you, you've just not lived the, like, the life of the streets, man. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> the mean street. The idioms that you're chucking around on the mean streets of Glasgow. <laughs> uh... Well, you know what they say. If you have to explain the joke. Fuck it! Stop doing that Scottish accent, man. You know what they say. Anyway, did I have a point? I got very distracted there. Uh, Turok and Turok Two. Yes, they are games on the N64. I played the multiplayer, but and that's about it, really. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then I got really excited for the 360 version. Yes. Came out. Which you loaned to me and I never played. Which I loaned to you. You still got it? Do I? Man, that, that game has been on loan. <laughs> for. Because I got. It's like my only 360 game, I think. <laughs> like, I feel like you took it away last time. 12 years you've had that, man. <laughs> 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> still might play it. Still might, yep, exactly. My 360 is operational and it's sitting under my telly. I could still play it one day. <laughs> um, <laughs> Turok 360 was famous for having that annoying achievement, wasn't it? Where you had to team kill in multiplayer to get it. Oh, God. Was it one yeah. of these ones where you had to kill a developer when they were online or something oh, stupid like God. that? Yeah, <laughs> and then you spread. No, it was just, it was just you had to team kill a certain number of times I think and so it just made the game unplayable <laughs> for a bit because everyone was killing their own team oh wow yeah. brilliant 
Not that we know anything about that. Here at no. that goes a minute. Never. Gosh, I'm thinking about buying Turok mail. I don't know why. I mean, we're, we're just talking about all these old retro games. Every single one of them we want to replay. <laughs> if we um, don't already own a reiterized version of it. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's, that's another thing about the N64. Not many of them are still playable. We were, we were saying that the week before we got the announcement that <laughs> Mario 64 has come to the Switch. Um, but yeah, you know, Pokemon, none of the Pokemon games oh that's bullshit i was literally talking about pokemon snap on the wii the other day <laughs> yeah <laughs> zelda's a couple of the zelda games have got full remakes yes um, turok 2 is out on the switch doom 64 just came out on the switch yeah okay bullshit. it's just gold mate well i mean the, the thing with uh with with this yeah exactly it's probably stuck up in some horrible red tape um, bureaucratic copyright hell of, of never being able to be re-released ever again yeah yeah with all of the um, likenesses of like every single oh person oh god yeah 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 <laughs> even though they don't really look like them at all no. because, <laughs> because they... and nobody would care if you just went and said yeah. this isn't Jaws this is uh, this is Boz yeah this is <laughs> <laughs> this is a metal teeth, and this is um, a tiny razor tiny... hat man. <laughs> uh, and this is Arctic Guard Three. Oh shit! <laughs> shit! We can't use Arctic Guard Three. <laughs> and it turns out, like, you know, Pierce Brosnan's not that bothered. <laughs> But the guy who's the you know the developer whose face was captured by Arctic Guard Three is the most litigious, <laughs> uh, uh, and it's the only. Everyone else has said yes. You know the estates of um, of the actors who played Odd Job and whatever. They've all said yeah, it's been fantastic. And it's just the Arctic Guard Three guy who is holding the whole thing up from a you know, <laughs> thirty-year collection re-release to all platforms. Oh dear. Right. Well, okay. I think uh, yeah, we're we're gonna stop there. We shall talk about N64 more at another point. Maybe yeah. next week. Maybe not maybe. next week. Maybe maybe we'll give you a palate <laughs> cleanser, and we'll we'll talk about N64 a little yeah. further down the line. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see how we we'll, feel on the yeah. day. We'll talk about Diablo three again. Yeah, uh, for a good half an hour before we actually talk about the actual N64. And Richie will fuck up the intro. So you don't even need to listen to next week's. That's it. Just re-listen to it. Just download this one and listen to it over and over again. And that's probably a better experience than than listening to different episodes. Uh, Yeah, okay. Come on, Farley, kick us off. I, I never kick us off. I know you never kick us off, but you're now kicking us off. Oh, I wanted to say something funny. All oh, right, okay. Hey, Farley, I heard that guy's a maniac. Not the N64 level. <laughs>